Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. Be Do you think Ahaziah is going to get the message this time? 2 Kings 1.11 Then he sent to him another captain of fifty with his fifty men. And he answered and said to him, Man of God, thus has the king said, Come down quickly. So Elijah answered and said to them, If I am a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your fifty men. And the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. Okay, what we're seeing here <laughs> is proof of just how deep Ahaziah's rebellion was against God. See, this is not a man that just happened to mess up one time. Oops, I'm sorry, Lord, I'll do better next time. No, this is a lot worse than just an honest mistake. Ahaziah demonstrated deep, willful, baked on, caked on rebellion and hatred against the Lord that he was not going to let go of. And one thing that results from hating the Lord is tragedy. Now it has been 100 men and two captains that have paid for their own bad decisions to follow Ahaziah with the same exact attitude that he had against God. In fact, the captain made sure that Elijah understood that it was the king that commanded him to come down. Now, you know good and well that the second group of men, they knew what happened to the first group. It's it's ignorance to go through 100 guys now. And so the reason, though, why Elijah repeated himself that fire was going to come down from heaven was so that any one of those 50 men, they could have heard that warning, fire's about to come down, here it comes, and they could have made their own moment to make a choice to get out of there. They had an opportunity to bail, and they didn't. So Elijah repeated himself about the fire that was coming down, not only for the men to make a decision, which they never made, apparently. But he also wanted all the onlookers, all the people that were watching, to go out and tell everybody what they saw. The Lord was using this situation to spread the news around that he is God. He is the one in charge, not Ahaziah. Friend, you are not in charge of your life. The Lord God is. You need to turn it over to him. And so fire fell down a second time, which proved that the first time was not some kind of freak accident that people could explain away. Oh, we probably had a comet go by or something. But no, this was a planned and timed and useful work of the Lord who was demonstrating himself to his people who he was, and he was demonstrating his power. So after 100 men died in two separate incidents with fire coming from heaven in exactly the same way. Do you think Ahaziah got the picture yet? Let's look. 2 Kings one thirteen again. Oh, look at this, guys. Again, he sent a third captain of 50 with his 50 men. And the captain of 50 went up and came and fell on his knees before Elijah and pleaded with him and said to him, Man of God, 
Please let my life and the life of these 50 servants of yours be precious in your sight. Look, fire has come down from heaven and burned up the first two captains of 50s with their 50s. But let my life now be precious in your sight. Oh, isn't that good? God loves it when people do this. This is fantastic. Now, Ahaziah still had a very hardened heart. Probably his heart was even more hardened than it was when he sent the first 50. But sending this third group just cements the fact that he hated God to his very core. The text here is basically building us a case up to show what God had against Ahaziah by showing us how severely unrepentant he actually was. A lot of people like to fault God. Oh, look, God kills people. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Look at how bad this man was. He hated the Lord so bad. He was the king of Israel. It was propagating hatred and wickedness around the whole nation. A lot of people were suffering for it. That's why Elijah wore the, the hairy shirt, to show him, look at the trouble y'all are in. We are being shown how unrepentant he was. But now compare Ahaziah's attitude with this third captain. This third captain had an authority set over him, and he was ordered to go out and do a wicked act against the Lord, but this captain's conscience was so convicted about doing this evil that he chose to say no. Friends, grace will teach you to say no to ungodliness. So rather than submit to King Ahaziah's authority, the third captain instead, he submitted himself to Elijah under the Lord God's authority. Why did he do this? I can point out three main reasons that I can see here. Number one, he recognized Elijah as a man who spoke not according to his own authority, but by God's authority, because he referred to Elijah as man of God. Number two, he had a fear of God that superseded his fear of Ahaziah because he bowed before Elijah. Number three, and this is a very pivotal point that I want you to remember. This third captain, he acknowledged the fire. He acknowledged the fire. If you're listening to me taking notes, you need to write that down. He acknowledged the fire. Don't forget this. The Lord God burned the others up, and he acknowledged that fire. He didn't want it. Second Kings 1.15 And the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, Go down with him. Do not be afraid of him. So he arose and went down with him to the king. Then he said to him, Thus says the Lord, Because you have sent messengers to inquire of Baalzebub, the god of Ekron, is it because there is no god in Israel to inquire of his word? Therefore, you shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. So what we have is the Lord's superior power over Ahaziah was not only displayed in the third captain, because the third captain reacted to the Lord, not what Ahaziah wanted, but also God's power was demonstrated in Elijah, because this time he came down from the hill. Elijah trusted in the Lord to come down. I just want you to remember 1 Kings 19, that those of you have been following me here, how Elijah was scared to death of King Ahab and Jezebel. You remember that? But look at Elijah now. He's come a long way since then. He really came up a lot in his faith. He really progressed, didn't he? So this is not just a display of faith on the captain's part, but let's also look at Elijah's faith. He's not scared of these guys anymore. He knows that now it's God's timing for him to go and confront the king directly. And so this entire scenario here of fire devouring group after group until now, 
This whole thing had been designed to demonstrate God's authority over not just the king, but over all the nation of Israel. God is trying to show his people who he is. This is pretty much a repeat of that big contest on Mount Carmel when fire came down and consumed all the worshipers of Baal. God was calling his people, just like he did then, to turn back to him. But now, as for King Ahaziah, it was too late for him to turn around. Ahaziah, he had failed to consult with the Lord for his well-being. He sent group after group to take down God's man because he hated God. Ahaziah refused to consult with God to lead Israel. Instead, he chose to lead Israel independent of God's direction. You ever have anybody say, well, it's my life, my way. I'll do what I want to. Who needs God? I'm too busy right now. Oh, yeah, people still say that today. This is nothing new. And not only that, but Ahaziah, he went well beyond all that. He tried to take down God's chosen man, Elijah. So now it's time for Ahaziah to be deposed, means to be removed from office by force. 2 Kings 1.17 So Ahaziah died according to the word of the Lord, which Elijah had spoken. And because he had no son, Jehoram became king in his place in the second year of Jehoram, the son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. Now the rest of the acts of Ahaziah, which he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? I like how the Bible closes the chapter here by basically saying, If you don't believe this story, feel free to look it up. It's in the public record of the kings of Israel. If you don't think this is real, (laughs) look it up. You'll find out for yourself, okay? But just like Elijah had said publicly for all to hear, Ahaziah was not going to recover from his injuries, and he would die very soon. That's quite a bold statement to make in front of a lot of people on a public basis, right? So Ahaziah's brother, Jehoram, took over the throne of Israel in the second year of Jehoram, king of Judah. Remember, the kingdom of Israel is split in two different kingdoms at this time. There is a king of Judah, and then there's another king that reigned the rest of Israel. So what you have going on here is, yes, that means that both kingdoms were ruled by two different kings that had the exact same name. Okay, Uh, hey, I'm going to go see King Jehoram. Uh, Which one? (laughs) So you have King Jehoram and King Jehoram, right? Now, some Bible translations, they use a variant of Jehoram's name by calling one of them Joram, just like my name is Raymond, but everybody calls me Ray. So one of them was called Joram, just to help you tell the difference in between the two, to make that a little easier. So in review of this chapter, it's kind of obvious that just like his dad Ahab was, Ahaziah never would fear the Lord. He would not do it. Proverbs 1 verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Uh, If you ever tried to correct somebody, you were just trying to help them, but they were too proud. I'm not going to listen to you. They wouldn't take it. That was Ahab. That was Ahaziah. Now, for those who have no fear of the Lord, they will go down just like Ahaziah did, just like his dad Ahab did. No, no, I... Ray, I'm good at what I do. I've been doing this a long time. I'm Well, you know, God's good at what he does too, and he's been doing it infinitely longer than you have, okay? You're going to go down if you have no fear of what the Lord can do to you for walking in sin. Was my life right? Well, that's what Ahaziah said. I can do what I want to. You got to follow the Lord God or you can be taken down at any time. Now, please realize that King Ahaziah, he knew who God was. It's not that he didn't know. 
He had heard the stories back from his father's day, what happened on Mount Carmel when God brought the fire down. He also knew what happened to Queen Jezebel. She came to a bad end, if you remember that. So it's not that Ahaziah did not know who God was. The problem is he did not respect God's authority, and he had no fear of the Lord. And because of that, he also had no respect for the man of God, Elijah. See, a lot of people, they walk their own life their own way. I'll do what I want to. And it's not that they don't know who God is. They kind of have a, a working knowledge of God that he's almighty, that he's, he's most powerful, but they don't care. They just, I, so what? I'm going to do what I want to do. And friends, if this is your attitude with the Lord God, you're going to go down and you're never going to see it coming. These guys had no respect for the Lord or his authority or what he could do to them. But it's interesting how the third captain did. He had a fear of the Lord, and he had respect for Elijah. And so because of he saw what, was, what the Lord could do to people, he chose to submit himself to the Lord's authority rather than to King Ahaziah's authority. Now, we don't know what happened later to this third captain. For all we know, he got saved and he become a great preacher of God's word. But what we do know is that he was spared from the fire of God's wrath because he acknowledged the fire. Remember, I told you to remember that. He acknowledged that fire. And this brings me to my bigger point. Today, there's so many people, they have no healthy fear of the Lord God. Therefore, they refuse to acknowledge the fire. What fire, Ray? Revelation 21, verse 8. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and with brimstone, which is the second death. Okay, friends, this is crazy uh, sin list here. It's amazing. The unbelieving, they, they just don't believe in the Lord God. They don't believe what he could. He's almighty. They don't, they're just not afraid of him at all. The murderers, that's obvious. We got a problem with abortion in the world today. Sexually immoral, that's uh, in a, engaging in sexual acts with somebody you're not married to, okay? Or someone that you're not married to when you are married, <laughs> that's sexually immoral. Sorcerers, that's, a, that's a pharmacia, that's drugs, drug addictions. Idolaters, people that put anything above God, that could be money. Liars, these people that do this willfully, it's not an oops, I messed up kind of situation, but it's people who willfully do it like Ahaziah did. He didn't just go after God's man one time. He went two times and said a th sent a third group. He consulted with the God of Ekron. Th this guy is hard-boiled. I hate God. This isn't, sorry, Lord, I messed up. I'll get better, and I I forgive me. I'll do better next time. No, this is a willful, baked-on, caked-on sin. Now, whenever I share the gospel with people, I share this list with them so that they are fairly warned about the fire that's ahead. But when people don't take this seriously, that the gospel's real, that the fire wrath of God is real, when they don't take it seriously, it's because they're trying to find their answers from false gods. Just like Ahaziah consulted with Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, and they don't put God first, a lot of people today, they consult with their money first, their own experience. They ask their friends for validation. And, and, what I, and what I'm doing, is that okay? Yeah, oh yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about it. No, friends. What God's word says is sin is sin. 
and they don't ask the Lord God at all. Do you realize, friends, that if you even get a headache, you can ask the Lord God, you can consult with the Lord God first before you consult with the medicine cabinet? Do you do that? I'm not saying don't take a Tylenol when you need to sometimes. I'm just asking, did you ask God first? Maybe he has an answer, you think, before you even get that far with it. And now typically also, whenever I tell this story about how the first 50 men got burned up, and then the second 50 men got burned up in the same way, everybody hearing the story, you kind of see that look on their face like they're saying, my goodness, I mean, if by now the third group can't realize the danger, then oh my gosh, they are blind. So for those who reject the gospel, let me ask you a question. How is it that those men in 2 Kings 1 were blind for not acknowledging the fire, especially when they were warned about it ahead of time? But if you reject the gospel of Jesus Christ, how are you not blind for rejecting the gospel? Because I'm warning you about the fire, the lake of fire, ahead of time so that you don't go there. How is it the men in the story are blind for not acknowledging the fire, but if you reject the gospel, you're not blind? How are they blind and you're not? If you refuse the Lord, it's because you've given yourself over to a false god, like Ahaziah was blinded by that crazy god of Ekron that didn't even exist. That false god will blind you from seeing that Jesus Christ is the way of salvation. But friends, you've got to submit to him. You've got to bow to his authority. He has got to be your top priority. So guys, be like that third captain who was afraid of the fire. He acknowledged the fire. Friend, you've got to acknowledge this lake of fire. It is there. And you need to bow yourself just like the third captain did. He bowed himself before the Lord's authority when Ahaziah did not. He chose to bow before the Lord and not the wicked king Ahaziah. And when he realized that God had sent Elijah to speak, he listened to him. He listened to the man of God who spoke. Friends, there are pastors all over the world that have been sent by God to speak. And what we're all trying to tell you from God's word, we're trying to warn you what's coming so that you can see it and so you can get ready for it. Friends, Jesus is coming soon. Oh, Ray, they've been saying that for years. Okay, so maybe he won't come today. But how do you know that today is not your day to fall right through the floor? Ahaziah never saw it coming. But friend, I'm telling you, right now is a good time for you to get right with Jesus Christ. You don't know when your day's coming. Isaiah 45, verse 22. Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is no other. For my unbelieving friends out there, I'm, I'm really asking you, consider this message I'm trying to tell you. This could be your salvation in this. Now, for those of you who do believe you've accepted Jesus Christ already, I want you to know I am not wearing sackcloth, okay? I don't wear abrasive clothing made of animal hair. I just don't dress like that. But representing the Lord is often very uncomfortable. Simply because people hate me for proclaiming Jesus. They want their false gods to save them. They want their money to save them. They want their title 
and their position and their experience and the validation of all their friends to save them, not Jesus. They don't want Jesus to save them at all. They will go and consult with anyone else but the Lord to get their way through life for their provision, for their blessing, for their peace. They won't ask God. Why? Because they hate him. Well, I know about God, Ray. Yeah, but do you care? So, friends, I want you to know that persecution is very uncomfortable. It's like wearing a hair shirt. And more persecution often tightens that figurative belt around our waist, causing even more distress. But, friend, you hold up under the Lord God. You stand for the Lord God because he's putting you on display, just like those prophets. Who wants to wear clothes like that? That's crazy. The Lord God is putting you on display as a testament against them. This is what you look like in your sin. You need to turn around. And like Elijah, wearing clothes like this, it makes us look weird. Who in their right mind would want to dress like that? And friends, the reason why believers dress like this, we look different. We look weird. It's called being holy. We don't look like everybody else. Nobody wanted to wear a hair shirt with a belt, okay? Nobody wants to look like Christians do because it looks funny. I get it. We stand out, but the reason we dress like this in holiness, being different, is because we bear this burden upon ourselves so that we will stand out very differently so that unbelievers might see Jesus in us and be saved, so that they will hear the message we're proclaiming, so that people will listen to what we have to say. You know, when everybody looks the same, you don't really care to know anything about them. But when somebody looks very, very different, they really stand out. You're going to listen to what they say. And so to my believing friends, if you're being persecuted because you're different, because you're holy, you don't look like the world, that's okay. But you need to be talking about Jesus Christ while the eyes and ears are on you, okay? 2 Timothy 2.3, suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Friends, we're all in this together. We're not here to live well. We're here to proclaim the word of God. We'll live well when we get to heaven. Right now, you need to bring everybody you can with you and show them the gospel of Jesus. Friend, if you want to be saved, here's the gospel. We sinned, we blew it, and God came to clean up the mess. That's pretty much it. But you have to submit to his authority. Pray with me, would you? Father, forgive me. I have sinned. I'm sorry, Lord God. I really messed up. And I realize that now. Lord God, I I don't want you to drop the floor out from underneath me. I, I realize now there is a danger in walking in hatred to you, in rebellion to you, by chasing all these other things and consulting with any and everybody else first except you. Lord, I see the danger in that, and I ask you to forgive me. I'm sorry. Lord, you are now number one. You're now my Lord. I turn my life over to you. I look to you for my provision. I look to you for my guidance. I look to you for everything, Lord God. And now I know what's ahead of me. Jesus Christ and eternal life is ahead of me. Thank you, Lord God, for saving me. Thank you for dying in my place and taking my death penalty upon yourself so that I don't have to die with it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I belong to you now. Thank you for this gift. In Jesus' name, amen. Go to setforliferadio.com, drop me a line, and let me know if you were encouraged today. I'd love to hear from you. And I want you to know that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time 
unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.